Hey everyone, you're listening to episode two of Starting From Scratch. In this week's episode, we introduce the startup we are trying to build in the food industry. We discuss our strategy and some of the things we plan to do this week to execute against that strategy. And we dropped a really great nugget about how I think anyone can discover a hidden problem that they can build a business around. Enjoy. All right, so give us some background on why we decided to go into the food industry initially. Okay, so number one, I love food. <laughs> That's not the only reason. Um, remember in first year when we used to go to a restaurant on campus? And the first time I went, I started noticing that a lot of students were leaving food on their table, but then I was like, on their plate, sorry, on their table, on their plate, but then I was like, oh, like this probably isn't as big of a, of a problem as I think it is. And then I started, every time we went to that restaurant, I started noticing that they were leaving more and more food. And I was like, okay, this has to be a problem. And the little curious mind in me was kind of like, okay, I'm going to go like search this up and look it up. And then I like dug through and found information on the food waste problem in Canada and then realized that it's actually a $31 billion a year problem in Canada where there isn't really any solution that is out there in the industry right now that really targets it and eradicates it completely. Mm-hmm. There are like solutions that try and make the industry more efficient um so i think that's what kind of led me to want to have uh, a startup in the food industry one i love food i literally fucking love food (laughs) and then two food waste is such a big problem and it's not like i would describe myself as a sustainable i wouldn't have described myself as a sustainable person like two years ago would you have Mm -mm. then it's like i feel like the more i started learning about food waste and i started learning about the implications that it has on the environment i was like okay This is a problem. I need to be better, not only in terms of how much food I waste, but I need to be better in terms of what I do in my home to become more sustainable and to kind of like be better for the planet type of thing. And with all your gusto around that food waste problem, you decided to. Oh, I blindly. Oh, blindly was like. I, I think I have a very creative mind, so I was just kind of like, okay, this is the problem. Solution done. It's going to eradicate food waste. It's all going to be gone. I'm going to become, like, so, like, well-known because I helped do something for the environment. And, like, all of these, like, I just blindly jumped into a solution without any facts, without any understanding of the industry, without any information at all except for what Google had provided for me, which was the biggest mistake Ever. But that's the point of mistakes, right? Make mistakes, you can learn from them. So I think that we did make that mistake, or that I did, and I just blindly like jumped into it. And somewhere along the way, we realized that we should probably learn about the industry we're going to be trying to start a company in. Yeah, and like not learn it like superficially, like actually learn it. The ins and outs of every single part of the food industry. Like from the point that the food is grown into the ground... To the point that, like, we all get it onto our plates. We wanted to know everything. We wanted to become experts. In A that high field. level. Like, because when you first started looking at information, I was still in school, so it was mostly you yeah. trying to learn about the industry. It took about five months? Four months? Maybe, like, four and a half or something. Four months to just call different businesses, right? Restaurants wholesalers, farms, grocery stores, just to try to learn about how the food flows through the industry and the steps and get a high level understanding of the steps involved. And I think the hardest part about going from 
oh my god, here's a solution to, wow, I need to step back and really think about what the problem is and if my solution is actually helping create that problem is like the mentality. So I I found myself in the beginning when I was calling restaurants and calling grocery stores and calling retailers and things like that, that I was asking questions to kind of validate what I already thought, which is wrong because then I'm not, because then I'm not really trying to understand their problems. I just want to hear the right things so mm-hmm. that I can be like, hey, Morgan, like, I think this is the best solution because that's the solution that I liked the most. And You're I wasn't right. really listening to them. So that was yeah, like the hardest A preconceived part. idea of what oh, the solution yeah. was. And you were just trying to get them to respond in a way that validated your solution. Yeah, 100%. So it really took How some time. How did you fix that? Um, I think the one way that I fixed it is I wrote survey questions. So... <clears throat> It wasn't like I was just calling them and asking them questions off the top of my head. I went from like, I kind of created like a funnel. So I went from very general questions about the industry to a little bit more specific questions and then always ended with questions about the food uh, waste problem. Kind of like, how does that problem, what does that problem look like in your business? And like making sure that they're open-ended questions to stimulate conversation, further conversation. I think that was kind of the best way for me to like snap out of the idea that Oh, what they're saying needs to validate what I already think. So the way we went about, like the way that I went about while you were in school, gathering information about the industry was I always made sure to, I created like a set of survey questions kind of. And I always made sure that the survey questions went from being very general to being more specific about the food waste industry, because that was kind of what the mission I had in mind that I wanted to help solve. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after doing those, I started searching up local businesses and businesses within the GTA or like the local ish area. And I would like call them up. And let me tell you, the calls were probably the hardest thing because you would call, you'd make a list, let's say. And I remember I started one of my first farmers lists with like 10 farms. And I was like, all right, I'm going to call up these 10 farms. Everything's going to be great. Everybody's going to pick up the phone. I'm going to have good conversations. And my list of 10 farms turned into a list of like 50 farms because you call 10 farms, but out of those 10 farms, what is the likelihood of actually those farms picking up the phone and having time to talk to you? So I found that I had to elongate my list to make my list longer. And that even then, not every phone call that I had with like a farmer or a restaurant owner or a wholesaler was productive. Like some of them didn't want to ask answer a few of the questions. Some of them only had like seven minutes so I had to rush it so I didn't really get to get very in depth with them um so I found that that was a struggle is like you start with you in your mind I think when when I went into it I was like it'll be easy I'm going to call this many and this many will answer but that's not the fact right you'll call somebody and they'll hang up the phone because they'll be like I don't have time to talk to you or Mm -hmm. you'll call somebody and they'll decide to talk about their life instead of talking about like the survey questions that you have planned out and then it's like okay let me like add somebody else to the list so the list just kept growing and then eventually got to the point where I did get over a hundred from in total from the whole entire Canadian food industry like segments so like from farms all the way until retailers from when we buy the food but yeah definitely the calls was a struggle okay so we've talked about the initial spark of the food waste problem that inspired you to go learn more about the, the issue. And then 
diving into a solution without really learning about the industry. So then again, going back to learn about the industry, which led to these difficult calls. But then while you were collecting information through these calls, again, related to the food waste problem, you started to identify existing problems not related to food waste necessarily that existed within the food industry yeah so after going through the surveys and talking to all these people i started noticing that a lot of the problems um weren't initially what i had thought like problems naturally started coming up just through conversation with them and that really kind of allowed the allowed me to identify the different pain points that really might have not had to do with my initial mission of fighting food waste but still were a part of the food industry Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah so it was kind of like the idea of i went in with one idea Mm -hmm. and like solidified that in my mind to having over 100 conversations with people and discovering that what i was wanting to create really isn't a pain point that they thought was necessary you know what I mean? It in wasn't retrospect, point. that should have almost been where we started. Yes. You know, 100%. picking a, an industry that we were passionate about and then learning as much as we can to discover the problem areas that are on the back end of the industry that the masses don't necessarily know about. And then because they're so unknown to people, you can sort of find the hidden problems and build a business solution around that that no one else is working on which i think i like i 100 percent agree with you i i'm not if i could turn back time i wouldn't have made the initial mistake but i think that making that initial mistake allowed me to better clear my mind and be able to receive the information that was given to me without speculating anything that was like the hardest part was like getting this information and then not like the, the different pain points or problems and not trying to come up with an idea for them but actually just listening and like actively listening to what they're telling me about the industry. So yeah, we've gotten to the point now where we, you identified a bunch of existing pain points and now we've narrowed it down to four key ones that we're gonna move ahead with. Yeah, and then by moving ahead, we're going to try to, it's like we have these main pain points and then what we wanna do with those main pain points is dive even deeper. So it's literally like, it's like when you have you know those games that people play at christmas where it's like (laughs) you have like a whole bunch of layers of paper that have been wrapped up and when you open it it's like this little present inside and it's like the process of ripping off all of those layers to finally get to like that one present or the main thing on the inside is basically what we're doing Mm -hmm. because we started off with layer one and it was very general questions and now we're kind of into layer two we're like ripping off the next layer of the present and layer two is more in-depth understanding of the pain points that we have identified and Mm -hmm. again thinking and validating if those pain points are actually pain points to them again Mm -hmm. because it's like maybe again human error maybe i interpreted the information correctly or maybe i missed something and going back and taking those pain points and diving deeper with them and unlocking or ripping off that other layer is going to just allow us to understand the industry even more which i think is so important yeah and i think the methods we're going to use to do that is instead of calling businesses this time is trying to use the context that you established when you made those calls to Mm -hmm. set up shadowing opportunities on farms 
at wholesalers, at retail stores to see what the process is like and get into their shoes so that we can be able to judge more effectively if that pain point is something that's important to them. And then at some point so that we can empathize with the person that goes through that process every day to be able to develop a solution to that problem eventually. And that's why I think that in the beginning when you, when we were doing the calling and things like that, when we, I mean, I, because you were still a student, when I was doing the callings, I, that's why I thought it was so important for me to remember people's names mm-hmm. and to like write down the names of the people that I spoke to in that company, because that now allows me to be able to go back for unwrapping the second layer to get closer to the goal and being able to call these people and call them up by name and be like, hey, I don't know if you remember me. My name's Bertha. Like, how are you doing, Billy? Like, how's everything been? And like, remember when you offered me to come and give me a tour of the of your facility? I'd love to come in and take that now. Because that was the other thing. It's like, I called a lot of them and a lot of them offered after having like an hour conversation with somebody. They offered a shadow. Yeah, they offered. Like, a lot of them were like, you know what? Like, this isn't enough, like, over the phone. Just come in and let me let me show you what it's really like. Hmm. Which, it's like they took that further step to ask me to come in. Mm-hmm. So because they know you, how, like, do you think it'll be you doing most of the calling? Or how will I be able to step in and contact these businesses to set up shadowing opportunities? Um, I think I... because they know me, it'll probably be me doing most of the calling. And me, like, having to set, like, most of the calling in the sense of having to set up that initial, can we come in? Mm-hmm. Or can I come in with my co-founder mm-hmm. to see your facility and to better understand the industry? Mm-hmm. So it'll be a and then Once we make a face-to-face meeting, then they'll... They'll know you. Build a relationship. Yeah. With you. yeah. But I, th- I really, I really do feel like it was so important to build that initial relationship over the phone with them. Mm-hmm. Because now it's just like, you you just, like, psychologically speaking, I think you just feel more comfortable now. You see, like, it's like you know that person without really knowing that person. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's where we are in the process. We've identified the four key pain points that we're going to move ahead with. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to try to shadow businesses to learn more about them. And then ultimately determine which one is the best to try to build a solution around and move ahead with that. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Starting From Scratch. The main takeaway, I think, is if you're interested in starting a company, a great place to start is to learn about the hidden parts of an industry you're passionate about. By taking the time to investigate areas that a small percentage of other people are aware of, you will probably find a problem no one else is looking at that you can start to build a business around. 